Happy Fourth of July, especially for my American friends who may be celebrating. If you are not American, I hope you're still having a good Fourth of July. You're probably just blowing up less stuff, which is safer and probably healthier. But on a day where if you're in the U.S., there's a lot of talk about love for America and patriotism, I thought we would talk about what it means to love something well, and specifically what it means to love America or the country that you live in, wherever that may be, well. So I want us to look at a really short phrase in a really old letter and think about where it leads us and what it teaches us about love and what that means for loving the places that we live, the countries that we live in, and how that hopefully changes and shapes what we think it means to love America, to be patriotic. So the phrase is pretty short and sweet. It's out of a letter that's almost 2,000 years old. And it goes something like this. It says, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Now that's out of a letter called 1 John, and it's in the fourth chapter, verse 18, and it's actually only half of that verse. There's a whole context around it uh, that we won't dig into too deep, but essentially it's this. It was this group of people who were getting insecure They were living out of fear, and it was then affecting every area of their life, it seemed like. It was affecting how they viewed God and what would happen after they died. It also was affecting how they treated the people around them. And so the writer is trying to instill in them a more perfect love, a love that is not based in fear, a love that is secure. And so the author probably didn't have in mind talking about how to love a country in particular. But I think it tells us something about what it means to love anything, whether it be a person, an object, a country, a place. So I want us to look at what it means to love something perfectly and without fear, and specifically what it looks like to love the United States more perfectly and without fear. First off, we should acknowledge that often what we let pass for love of the United States and patriotism is far from perfect. It's immature. It's based on an illusion. It's petty. It's self-centered. It has the tendency to conflate God and country and use God to justify whatever is in the best interest of the U.S. It's based on a fear of not being the best in the world. It can be arrogant. It can be tribal. But that's not love. That's not even patriotism. That's a shallow, incomplete form of love. And so I think what this phrase in this letter is trying to do is root us in something deeper, root us in something that is more divinely oriented and less oriented in fear. So let's talk about what that looks like, specifically on the 4th of July in the United States in a super weird time politically. First off, a more perfect love, a love that isn't based in fear, is a love that isn't insecure and it's not based on an illusion. So oftentimes what we let pass as patriotism or love for the United States is love for some ideal version of the United States that doesn't actually exist. And so it seems like a lot of times our patriotism is afraid to see the reality of what the United States is actually like. We have this ideal in our head that the U.S. is this level playing field where everyone is allowed equal opportunity, where everyone is treated well, where everyone has the chance to climb the ladder and be whatever they want to be. And it seems like we're almost afraid to realize that that actually isn't the case for a lot of people. 
that hasn't been the case for a lot of people. We can appreciate the ideals that the United States was founded on, that all people were created equal, but then we also have to acknowledge that when that was written and when that was said, all people were not considered equal. If you're a woman, if you're a person of color, if you were gay, if you had mental illness, there were all sorts of things that made you less than human. And so we can appreciate the ideal, but then realize that that reality is not what the U.S. is actually like. It's an illusion. And true love, deep love, more perfect love, not based on fear, has the ability to look at the object at its love in of itself and see it for what it is, to see it completely. When I first met my wife, I would try to present this sort of ideal version of myself. This like well-rounded, balanced, social, outgoing, spiritually healthy person. And while some of those things may be true, the reality is I'm complex and less than perfect and have flaws and hurts and wounds. And over time, as our love and our relationship matured and grew deeper, I couldn't continue to hang on to that illusion. For that relationship to be real, for that love to be real, it had to be honest. It had to look at the reality of the situation. There's a term in especially Hebrew scriptures, but Christian scriptures as well, for a misguided love a love that elevates something past what it can be, that looks at something and only sees an illusion or idealized version, and that's idolatry. It's holding something up and saying that it's perfect, and it's worth emulating, and it's worth worshiping. And oftentimes what we let pass for patriotism and love is an idol. It's a false image of something that we want our country to be, but it actually isn't. So a more perfect love has the ability to look honestly at the thing that it loves and realize that it's far from perfect. A more perfect love also doesn't feel the need to rank and compare itself to others. Sometimes when people get excessively patriotic, there's sort of this idea that the U.S. is the best in everything. But that's such an immature way to love or view something. Have you ever been around that parent or maybe been that parent who thinks their kid is the best at everything? Is the best soccer player, the smartest, the most attractive. It doesn't take very long to realize that that's not the healthiest form of love, that that's a pretty immature form of love. So when we see this excessive desire to compare and to rank and to see where we measure up globally, that's not a sign of greatness, that's a sign of immaturity. And so real love, love that's not based in fear that we might not measure up, that we might not be the best, doesn't feel the need to do that. It doesn't have anything to prove. When real, more complete love doesn't have anything to prove, it leads to greater openness. So a real love for the United States, a more perfect love, not based in fear, should lead to less tribalism and more generosity, greater inclusion. That's what the best relationships, the best objects of love lead us towards anyway. Any good and lasting relationship that I've had, whether it be family or friends or my marriage, has at its best led me to greater openness towards others, to be more hospitable, more generous, more loving, more receptive, to open my life and our home to the people around us. But an insecure, a fear-based love closes borders. It gets scared. It becomes more tribal. And so if our love for the United States, if our patriotism leads us to become less open and more tribal, then perhaps it's a love based in fear that's far from perfect. A love that's not based in fear also has the ability to say no when the object of that love asks for too much because you're not afraid of the consequences of it. So there are times where the United States asks too much of us. 
When we see civilian death tolls in Syria skyrocketing, we can say no to that. We can say that's not okay. When we see massive weapon deals go down in the Middle East and the U.S. profits billions of dollars off of that, we can say no to that. That's not okay. And that doesn't mean that we love the United States any less. It actually means that we love it more, that we love it more perfectly, that our love for it is not based in fear. And finally, a more perfect love for anything, but particularly for the U.S., acknowledges the complexity of it. It acknowledges that in the U.S. there is both this ideal that's worth emulating, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, all these wonderful things. But at the same time, the United States has felt like an abusive relationship to many people. That if you're a person of color, a woman, an immigrant, a person with mental illness, an indigenous person, that the relationship may have felt much more abusive than it did ideal. And to acknowledge that doesn't mean that you're unpatriotic. It doesn't mean that you don't love America. It means that you're not afraid to love the United States more completely. So to love America, to love the United States, means to listen to the voices that are telling us that this has not been a free and equal place for everybody. It means to not try to force folks back into an abusive relationship, to allow time to heal, to work for a United States, for an America that is less abusive, that lives up to the promises that were made, that cashes the check that was written. So I hope today you're celebrating. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're safely blowing things up and grilling meat. But I hope as you celebrate and as you love the country that you live in, even if it's not the United States, you do that without fear. You do it more completely in a way that it lets us look with clear eyes at the situation to acknowledge the beautiful things, the beautiful ideals within the country, but then to also acknowledge the pain and the hurt. And then to love it enough to make it a more inclusive, just, holistic place. So happy Independence Day, friends. Have fun. Until next time.